And we've made it to the end of the year. The first ever Green Prince Awards. Let's do it. The annual event where we'll uh, review everything of the year. Um, we'll give our our flowers to what we've loved and we'll really shit on what we've hated. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Um, so, basically, it's like the Oscars. We've got... I don't actually know how less many corrupt, Less corrupt than the Oscars. Hopefully less corrupt than the Oscars. At least it is at the moment because it's the first time we've done this. Um, we've got... I don't know how many categories, but... 13 categories. Split them into three tiers. Yeah. Um, We're going to start with a third tier, tier three. Tier three is all the bad stuff or the worst of the year. Tier two is all of the kind of more background stuff, like not to do with storytelling. Well, not, it's more the technical side of um, of the film and TV industry. And tier one is, is the positive, it's the, the best, best of stuff. the year. Yeah, saving the best till last here. So for each category, we're gonna have three nominations each. Yeah. That's a total of six nominations for each category, for each award. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to have to fight to the death to choose a winner from each category. From, from each six. Yeah, that's correct. If there is a common denominator, we, we said they it would by, by default. default. Yeah. yeah. What if there's two? Well, then we fight. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I think, you know, if we've got one or two that we agree on, we have quite different tastes and different takes uh, from, from movies and TV, or in movies and TV, and I think... Um, if there's a movie or a TV series or an actor or whatever that has satisfied both of our expectations and like both the things that we like, it wins by default because it's like covered all bases. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Tier three, we have worst movie, worst TV series, worst actor, and the most forgettable. That's most forgettable story. Most forgettable story across the board. Tier two, we have best actor, best cinematography, best soundtrack, and best cast. And finally, tier one. I was right. There is thirteen. We have best story, best movie, best TV series. Best character and best villain. Actually, I wasn't right. We, we've got best writer to put in. And best writer is in tier one as well. <laughs> okay. Start so we're going to start tier with three. tier three, the worst movie. Um, take it away. You give me your three. My worst three nominations for worst movie this year are number one, Air Jordan. Oh, okay. This just flopped for me. Like, it. I was excited about the movie uh, it had potential and it didn't follow through and most of it was um, Matt Damon and what's that other dude called that wears all the drums Affleck. all the time Affleck <laughs> Batfleck um, Batfleck just <laughs> just chilling in an office I don't know it didn't work for me it flopped number two is Napoleon for a similar reason um, it didn't meet its hype I think if you're going to hype a movie up this much you've got to do something with it um, it fell victim to its own its its own hubris in a way um, or that of uh, Joaquin Phoenix maybe 
how historically inaccurate, how not French, how not Napoleon it was, I don't know, it stuck out to me as really bad. And my final nomination for, for worst movie probably won't come as a surprise to you, because I think this is the most probably the most disappointing, frustrating, outrageous movie of the year. It's Killers of the Flower Moon. Interesting. Really, really interesting. Look, so the first thing I'd like to say is I'm absolutely gutted that my number one here is clearly not winning because we do have a common denominator. Okay, okay. your number one. I think I know what your number one is, actually. Tell me what my number one is. It's Fast it's X. Fast <laughs> X. Of course it's Fast X. It's you the worst so film I've ever life. seen, ever, in my whole entire life. And it's not going to win this category. Oh, but like it was almost meant to be bad. The, 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 do you know what? When I was looking back at this category, I was thinking Fast X was actually like at least a little bit entertaining compared to the other two films that I've. I've yeah, noticed. yeah, that's but there you go. I watched Fast X, and it was okay. I, I wanted to walk out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, I've never felt that was the first time in my life I felt that. Mm. I've probably felt it again this year, right? But like Fast X for me was just a travesty, an mm. absolute travesty. So that's <clears throat> that's in for number one for me. But so I've got Napoleon as well um, ah. for the fact that it didn't live up to the expectation. Um, these tra- come on, I mean these trailers came out six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And 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 it was just it just yeah just didn't deliver. I I, I think for me like. I, I like the setting and and like I, I would say I probably enjoyed the experience more than some of the other films on my list here but like it still was so far off the mark it's mm. unbelievable um, and and my my third film here is, is Killers of the Flower Moon ah. as well so we've got two um, in the same so we have to discuss which of these truly is worse I mean I hated every second of Killers of the Flower Moon I actually like checked my phone or checked my check the time like how many times. My argument for Killers of the Flower Moon is it still had at least one good performance from Leo. Yeah, fair enough. Napoleon for me was like nothing was really that good about it. Killers of the Flower Moon was was more, like a more boring film. Mm. Um, but Napoleon was also quite boring. <laughs> I, I and also remember as well, like I was personally happy with Lily Gladstone. You were, yeah. Like I still think she's in for actually getting best actor. Actress. Wow, I, I really do. I really do. Right? Not, not for, not, not, not at the Green Prince Awards. Oh, okay, you mean? Like, I mean at the actual. You mean some I mean one of these the, other meaningless the Oscars, Yeah, <laughs> um, um, the Froskers. I, I feel like. For me, you know, I've said this before, like being boring is the worst sin you can commit as a writer, storyteller, movie maker, entertainer, whatever. Like being boring, that's the one thing you don't be. Yeah. And that's what Scorsese did the whole way through this movie. Like everything about it was dull. The actual story that was being told was very simple. It had the same problem that Goodfellas did, but was just wearing a different coat or a different hat or whatever. Like it's a different style. Um, Napoleon, I mean, the battle scenes were cool. Yeah, like you know, if if I was to really reach like some of the cinematography in Colors of the Flower Moon is fantastic, like the images they created, like the the way that the camera moves about it, like really really cool. Don't get me wrong, like the the production value is good, but then you can say that for Napoleon too. So for me, if you put them the two against each other, Napoleon wins. 
right. it comes out on top and because honestly all I remember about Killers of the Flower Moon was a palpable boredom <laughs> yeah so Killers of the Flower Moon it is do you agree? yeah yeah, yeah fine fine worst film of the year Scorsese um, congratulations Scorsese congratulations that is, that is a travesty mate <laughs> um Worst TV series, so 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 I'll go first. Okay. Um, my worst TV series of the year. So, so previously, Fast X was the worst thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Idol became the, the, <laughs> the, the, la- the worst thing I'd ever seen very yeah. very quickly. Yeah. We watched that very soon after Fast X, and I thought we had no hope for mm. the rest of the year. To be honest, um, this was terrible. Um, it was fine. I still believe it got cut. Yeah. Um, you know the. the the, the production team all quit midway through making this like it was just an absolute disaster mm. um, there was a saving grace I'll be fair um, Lily Rose Depp I think we both said at the time she was fine she was, she, she was good <laughs> she was and, and what she did yeah. um, but the re- like everything about this I, I, I just objectively hated yeah um, second I have great expectations Oof. um this was just rubbish. Mm. It was boring. It was rubbish. It was. I think it was too dark as well. I feel like I could barely see what <laughs> I was watching, which is a problem. Like you know, I, I feel like I just couldn't. I just couldn't get into the story, mm. and it, you know, it finds itself in another category for me. Um, mm. And and so does Wolf, which is number three for me. It's, it's slightly. It had slightly more entertaining qualities than the Idol and Great Expectations. For me, it was just about watchable, and that's, <laughs> that, that's the yeah. best. That's the best I can give this. Wow. Um, that's why it's three. I mean, I mean, the the Idol was for me just awful, 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 awful. Great Expectations mm. was was a close second. Um, Wolf was watchable, but like, it should be the worst thing this year. Like the wolf yeah, should be yeah, the bar, yeah, yeah, the bottom yeah, bar. Yeah, 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 the yeah. fact that there's two things worse than this is astounding to me. Right. Those are my three. Well, you're gonna love this. My uh, my first nomination for worst TV series of the year is Wolf. Oh, okay. Um, BBC filler trash. Yeah. Uh, unconvincing yeah, yeah. story. Bizarre choices made throughout in terms of um, how the story is told and, and the direction that the writing went in. Uh, just completely unenjoyable and forgettable. And uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm now thinking about some of the acting. I, yeah, I mean, just weird. Oh, I what might have to change on? my worst actor category. <laughs> uh, my second nomination for worst TV series of the year is Great Expectations, <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, it just made an absolute mockery of what the novel was. Yeah, I mean, how, what are we doing? Like making a BBC adaptation of a of a classic lit novel and then changing the ending yeah, to, to yeah, an ending yeah. that's worse yeah they're just messing around with it and the some of the uh, I think the casting was a mess uh, it started off well and then just really nosedived um, it was terrible so that's two from the BBC and my third and final nomination for worst TV series is The Idol <laughs> um, for the, for, I mean I don't feel like I don't need to add anything to what you said it was just a mess wasn't it like, like what the hell happened to the production of this show uh, I think the saving grace for the idol though was that the controversy around it made it interesting right. of the three nominations that both of us have, have come up with there the idol is the least forgettable 
maybe not for the right reasons. Yeah, but there was like it. It was it was it was new. It was original. It was horrible, <laughs> and it was wrought with a kind of violent undertone that you like that you kind of felt was real. Like Abel Tesfaye did too good of a job. Yeah, and you know with the whole sort of cast, uh, the production team quitting on him, and and you know calling him out for all kinds of stuff. It it gave the story a different life because it made it kind of true. Yeah, uh, he was bigger than his character. So in a way, I actually think the idol's the most forgivable of the three. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, mad that we've come up with the. The Same interesting thing is, ages. we're 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 actually in a position where, um, because of the way we've kind of tiered or like rated them ourselves, they all balance out equally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, What's the most like unfamiliar? Like, what would you least want to watch again of the three? The Idol for me. I, I really? actually, oh my god! Like, I hated every second. Of you, I hated every single. I, I genuinely can't express. The thing is, <laughs> I hated Great Expectations like just as much. Like, I would do mm. anything but watch Great Expectations. <laughs> I would do anything but watch Great. The thing is, I'd say I'd do anything better but watch Great Expectations again. If the option was the Idol, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, like honestly, um, the thing is, like Great Expectations. And, and, and Wolf, like, I, they're BBC fodder, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I'll, I'm almost used to BBC having, like, just missing the mark. But HBO. But, like, what, on, uh, like, you've, you've <laughs> got a, world, a global superstar in the weekend who's gone, I want to do this. Yeah. And HBO have just gone, oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, go on, man. Yeah. Like, we'll see, we'll see. This was hyped, by the way. Yeah, this massively. Was this, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was huge, huge money spent on on promoting this show. There was interviews. There was this. It was. Oh, it was just. It was. I genuinely. I. This is. I'm lost for words. I'm lost for words. I can't. The thing is, I'd still rather watch it than either Wolf or Great Expectations. Because they were just so fucking boring. I, I'll pull Great Expectations out of the running, because. I was about to say, I'll give you expectations. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, Olivia Coleman was pretty good. Yeah, okay. There was a few, there was interesting scenes, there was some characters I liked. Uh, I liked the first Pip. There there, there was redeeming qualities, if I remember. So so the Great Expectations is safe from being the absolute worst then, right? It's between Wolf and the Idol. And if I had to watch one of the two of them again, it would be the Idol, I think. Because there's a talking point. I, I am comp- uh, oh the- I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, to please compromise. concede okay. <laughs> I just got right. so for how much Tristan hated the idol <laughs> for the hatred that he has for this TV series the idol <laughs> is the worst TV series of 2023 <laughs> uh, worst actor right so I'm going to start here and, and actually I've, I now have two Juliets I, I've done a last minute change okay mm-hmm. um, so my nomination for worst actor of the year is Juliet Stevenson who played Matilda in Wolf I absolutely oh, hated Christ, yeah, that, that was... hated, hated yeah. every second I've got that she's on screen <laughs> I've also seen Juliet Stevenson in other stuff and, and thought she was terrible in that, that as like other stuff as well 
Um, she's she's one of those. She's another one of those actors from the BBC who seems to just get these ro- these strange roles chucked at her. And maybe she was good back in the day, but I tell you what, like she, she there, there was nothing convincing about performance whatsoever. She played the mother of um, she played a mother in the, in the big country home that got kidnapped, mm. and like nothing was convincing. Like yeah. like you know the crying, the wailing, the dialogue, like she awful. It was just trash. I, yeah. I, and and I actually don't believe it's bad. Like it it was bad writing. No, mm-hmm. The thing was a was a travesty. But Juliet seems honestly, it's it's a bad year. <laughs> really bad year. Um, number two, um, I've gone Jason Momoa <laughs> um, for his performance in Fast X because you know it, it's that attempt to do the Joker. Yeah. And, and, like the Joker 10 years after the Joker has been done right so it's been done again and again and again and again and like I feel like only a certain type of person wants to see it done again Um, I'm not going to try and go into what that is because it might offend a few people (laughs) but Jason Momoa hit in Fast X was shocking Yeah, it was a really really poor poor performance it was the poorest part of a poor movie it was (laughs) it was the poorest part of a very very poor <laughs> the best part about Fast X was the memes that came out came out of yeah. it about family I mean to be um, fair they were kicking around before Fast X yeah there, there were a couple of, of real life events that happened this year that were that were I'm not going to say on air that were really did well off those memes as well like, <laughs> really fun um, but like yeah ultimately I, I actually kind of like Jason Momoa um, I like Aquaman ish uh Okay, he didn't say much as Carl Drogo, but, you know, <laughs> I still... Did he say anything, actually? I think he mm. just grunted. Mm. Um, you know, I, I like Jason Momoa as a person. I think he's a, usually a decent actor. I think I thought this is this is a bad year and, and he needs to forget about this. Um, and my third is Juliette Lewis from Yellow Jackets, obviously, yeah. who played old Natalie. Um and when we were reviewing that uh, Yellow Jackets, which we both loved, I was of the opinion, and I'm still of a very strong opinion, um, that she was she came very close to derailing parts of the show for me because every scene she was in, I lost a lot of interest in. Um, she's no, she's not going to be in series three, which I think is a success for the show, um, and. I, I just think when your performance for me is that bad, you almost derail something that's very good. That's a problem. That's a real, real problem. Mm. Your three. Well, number one is also Juliet Stevenson. Because, uh, I mean, Wolf was just dire, wasn't it? And I feel like it's it's been robbed of a worst award, of a tier three award by uh, the Idol. So. <laughs> 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 So, it's got to get, got to get the worst something. <laughs> Juliet Stevenson from the Wolf, uh, from the Wolf, from Wolf. Second is Jason Momoa. Same reasons, the weird Joker thing, the sort of like the kind of desperate, needy attempt to play a sort of big, impressive villain character. Uh, it just flopped completely. Part of it was the movie, though. Um, I don't like Jason Momoa. Maybe it's personal, but the third is maybe the most controversial. Um, and I think this is the most this is the one I want to win this award and that is Joaquin Phoenix 
for Napoleon. <laughs> I just I just hate the guy. I just don't like him. He's not actually. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's personal. Like, it's on site with fucking Phoenix Man. Like, like I don't know. I, like he's just never done anything that's impressed me. <laughs> um, he's got that one movie where he plays the fucking paedophile hunter. Uh, oh god, what's it called? Nope, it's gone. It'll come to me later. Um, that's quite a good movie. He does really well in that. But like, he's just such an arrogant. I just don't, yeah. Got lovely bones, is it, that one? No. <laughs> no. Um, I forgot what it's called. I'll have a look. But yeah, so, I guess it's between Jason Momoa and uh, Juliet Stevenson. It's Juliet Stevenson. Juliet Stevenson. The because, is, because Jason thought, Momoa, I still think, has potential to do good roles in the future. I think she could never. And, and this is one of those things where you want to be careful because she's a human, right? But. I just don't want to see anything she, she's in ever again. Yeah. I mean, this, I, it's I, probably, I this is probably sin, the most credit, sure. Her <laughs> sin is the least. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that, that seals it. Let's give it the award. I do feel like her sin was the most, like, forgivable, though. You know, like, playing a rubbish role in a rubbish TV series that no one watched versus Joaquin Phoenix just being, just, oh. But then maybe I'm, you know, I don't know, whatever. Juliet Stevenson, worst actor of the year. Moving on to most forgettable. Most forgettable. Now this one's a difficult one for me, because I scrolled through the list of things we'd reviewed this year, and I'd forgotten most of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ones that truly slipped my mind completely were Black Mirror season six. Okay. The Mandalorian and Sharper. Interesting. However, that is not my three nominations. They were the ones that I, when I scrolled through, you know, the list, I was like, I had forgotten that we did that. But then I thought about it, and I realised that they they had things that stood out, or some of those things had things that stood out, aspects that stood out as memorable. You know, mm. a couple of the episodes in Black Mirror <coughs> season six were actually quite memorable. Mm. Were really good. Leave the world behind, however, we recorded on about an hour ago, <laughs> and I watched it what two days ago. Yeah, I've forgotten it. Yeah. It it like that movie just it, it was like watching the guys from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Just erasing my memory of the movie as it as it as the fucking film rolled out. <laughs> it was just te- like like the cinematography was cool, the soundtrack was cool, nothing bloody happened. Yeah. It just switched off in my in my in my head, man. Um so we'll go with the final uh three. Black Mirror season six. Although I don't think it should get the award. Leave the World Behind and The Mandalorian. Interesting. So, that's really interesting. So, we actually... This is the first time we have no... Okay. Um, so far, we have, we have no things the same. Um, so, I've got... So, for most forgettable, I've, I've gone Wolf because... Okay. I, despite Juliet Stevenson winning, you know, Wolf, you know... Wolf being in the running for worst of the year, Juliet Stevenson winning worst actor. <laughs> as soon as I finished our podcast on Wolf, I genuinely haven't thought of it since. Yeah, at all. And 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 th- the same true. goes for yeah, Great well. Expectations, which is my number two. Okay. And Sharper, which is number three. Wow. Because all of them, and two of them, rightly so, were, were have been mentioned for worst. But I but for I or, forgettable. Brings the same sin. 
forgettable. Sharper was forgettable for me because I, I thought it was quite a, a nothing movie. There's there's been lo- I in my opinion there's been lots like it. I liked the cinematography and, and I have thought about it a few times. Since. I, I I literally literally like I, rem- I I do remember like some of the plot, but I remember the bookstore. <laughs> mm. But other than that, like I, I don't even want to remember that film. I just want to never actually watch it again. So that's what I've gone for for those three. And we don't. I'm, I'm inclined because we've already mentioned two of them on my list that we maybe look at sharper, and then two from your list. Maybe um, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what you said. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't leave the world behind because I thought I thought it was maybe a bit. You know, a bit yeah. late to add that one in. But there's Leave the World Behind for me, there's Sharper, and then what was the other thing you said? Because oh, I said Black Mirror Season 6. Oh, The Mandalorian. Oh, The Mandalorian. Um, I like The Mandalorian. I'll pull The Mandalorian from the run-in, because it uh, it did make me think, think about my feelings towards sci-fi as a genre. You did um, write an article on that. Actually. I wrote an article on it, yeah. Uh, so I'll pull The Mandalorian, because I guess that wasn't actually that forgettable for me. I just forgot we talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... It's, it was funnily, ages ago. funnily enough, we we might we might have to land on leave the world behind here because I'm willing to concede and give it to Wolf because I truly do have like, yeah. not thought about that. And 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 the first I I haven't actually nominated this, but the first thing I actually put on this list was Air. Wow, yeah, that's also true as well. But um, but we haven't nominated it, so I think we'll have to go with Wolf. Wolf, Wolf's got. Almost three awards. It's <laughs> been nominated three times for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wolf's, Wolf's I think getting sweet. I think we've talked about Wolf more in this episode than we did in the episode on Wolf. <laughs> right. So that's tier three. That's tier three. So, that's cast. Well, yeah, so we've moved on to tier two. <laughs> um, so, yeah, best cast. Do you want to go first? Go on then. I'll go okay. first. I've got three. They're dead simple. Barbie. Um... That goes without saying, really. You know, uh, just a huge cast. All everyone from Sex Education, strangely, or like some of the big names from Sex Education. Um, yeah, it doesn't really explain, does it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of stars, stars in Barbie. The second is Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. because um, again, tons of stars uh, and used like really sparingly, used in a really like, economic way. Um, the fact that I didn't—I watched this movie and didn't even notice that Truman was Gary Oldman is like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the amount yeah. of actors in this, are, yeah, like, incredible. So yeah, uh, I'll give the second nomination to Oppenheimer, and the thirds, not far removed from these two, is Asteroid City. Right. However, I really think there's a place in this because I have to nominate those two movies because of the the scale of the cast in them. But there's really a place for the miniseries that uh, Wes Anderson did uh, you know Henry Henry Sh- the wonderful story of Henry Sugar yeah Sugar etc um, because although it's only like three or four people how well they suited those roles mm. so there we are I have three and a half interesting <laughs> three in an honour three in an honour so so my first nomination for best cast is actually sex education mm. the reason I say this is because these this cast when you actually look at it this is star studded future of Brit, you know British actors these every so many cast members in this show nail what they do I'll give you that absolutely they're not that 
The re and the reason I've gone for number one is because I, I looked at this category best cast and I thought, is it like, you know, the blockbuster cast, you know, like Killers of the Flower Moon's got loads of people and blah, blah, blah. Or is it like, for me, I went on, this is like a cast of consistent top, yeah, top yeah, end yeah, performers. Yeah, 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 yeah. From like, you know, a good 20, 25 actors in this are top, top level performers who, are, who, who will rise and rise mm. and rise. Um, and my other two are the same as yours. I've got Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, just sex education as my as my strongest, and then Oppenheimer in the middle, and, and Barbie is the third. <clears throat> and I I don't mind either way. I just really wanted to like nominate Sex Education. Yeah. I just I just feel like that cast is they're just all incredible. Mm, um, I agree. Well, I think if I had to pick between Oppenheimer and Barbie, I would hesitantly go Barbie because. Of the range. The range? You've got the likes of... Um, you've got John Cena in there, which I love. I mean, you've got John Cena in... in Barbie, I mean... Um, <laughs> I mean, for like half a second, like yeah. half a minute, but yeah. You've got the likes of uh, of Ryan Gosling all the way to... Dua Lipa. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even who I was going with, but mm. yeah. Dua Lipa, but you've got bloody... Um, Oh my god! It was Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell—that's who I'm looking for. I was going to say the kid from Step Brothers. Uh, I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah, um, you got the lights—you know, you got Ryan Gosling all the way to Will Ferrell. You got Margot Robbie. I mean, I know it's not a cast member, but like Lizzo on the soundtrack, Nicki Minaj—like the people, the names mm. all over this movie. Um, plus, you got three people from Sex Education, mm. which sort of like takes that box, doesn't it? So I think it's got to go Barbie. Okay, Barbie is. Best cast of the year. Best soundtrack. Right, there's a clear winner here for me. Go on, you go first. Um, so Across the Spider-Verse <laughs> is number one for me. Um, it just... Across the Spider-Verse, the, the soundtrack just made you have a pleasant experience right, <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole movie. I, I'd like... I know you have listened to it quite a lot since... Uh, mm and to be fair I probably should have because it's it's music I enjoy um, and, and for a similar reason I've gone Creed 3 as number 2 because I, <laughs> I, I love them the thing is I, I am a bit of a sucker for like you know a bit of that pop smoke entrance music ring walk kind of yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. The, the ring walks Cole for Jonathan Majors I mean were just that yeah, that music cool. phase room. I just like and the montage the music and the montages I thought you know I was really really impressed with that and um I actually do have an honourable mention, but so number three I've gone Barbie as well actually because right, fair. it's yeah. uh, it's very you know it's very on brand. Nikki, Dua Lipa, Lizzo, you know, Ice Spice, else? Ice Spice all um, over the place. You know it's 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 <laughs> it's all there and it's it, you know it's all in you know in the now and stuff like that and it's it's good it's solid it's really mm. really solid and it's enjoyable and it's probably out of the three the most popular you know soundtrack and you know I mean. I think the Ice Spice uh, Nicki Minaj song was probably like number one in the charts and stuff like yeah. that as well. So, um, I do have an honourable mention for the Super Mario Bros. movie though, <laughs> <laughs> because because that was just nostalgia FC. That was just you know eighties hit after eighties yeah, hit after eighties yeah, yeah, hit, yeah. and uh, I respect it. Fair, all right. As an honourable mention, I'm not even count. <laughs> um, my first is Sex Education. Oh. 
soundtrack. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I just think it was used well. It was tasteful. It was funny. It it just it was used to build the the world of Mordale. Uh I was really impressed with it. I'll go with first nomination, Sex Education. Don't expect it to win though. The second is Beef. Because for a similar reason, I think more I think Beef might be the best example of any thing we've watched this year, where the soundtrack has been paid like a lot of attention to. Mm. I've butchered saying that. What I'm trying to say is like, I feel like they really cared. Yeah, they really thought about what tracks they were using. They really thought about because uh, they were all. It was like '90s music. It was about nostalgia. It was a similar thing to. Um, what you sort of mentioned with uh, Super, Super Mario, Mario Bros. Bros yeah but like done for a really uh, specific yeah, reason yeah, yeah, and like yeah. The, the, down to the yes, lyrics I remember that actually the, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was artful yeah it was, yeah, it yeah, was you're right. selective and yeah yes I, now that's coming back to me yeah but of course my third into the, uh, Across the Spider-Verse I mean Metro Boomin's released an album that like it was one of my top albums of the year and like the fact that it has a movie attached to it is almost secondary but it suits it so well yeah, uh, these movies are just—it's like uh, *Intergalactic*, which we talked about off air a little while back. Um, you know, that Kid Cudi wrote an album for, and like almost wrote the movie around it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the same thing. It feels like that. Like the, the music is almost more than the than the series. That's uh, sudden than the movie. Uh, the names on this on the soundtrack are stupid. Like it's, it's you know like stacks like uh, like Barbies is, but even more so. And like it does a thing as you mentioned with Barbie, where it's like linked to you know popular music at the time. Um, you know, into the context of its release, and of course, like, it's a, there's a lot of New York rappers on there, there's a lot, a lot of New York artists, and obviously, this is a movie set in New York. Yeah, you've got Nas, you've got Asap Rocky, etc. Like, it creates the world. It there's a clear winner for me, mm. and it's across the Spider Verse. Mm. Yeah, I think definitely, yeah, echo that. Definitely echo that. Cool. Um, across Spider Verse, best soundtrack of the year. Cinematography, best cinematography. cinematography. Um, yeah, you you go first. I can't believe I'm nominating this for anything, but John Wick. <laughs> yeah, Number I was four. thinking about John Wick. I mean, like the one thing I was impressed with was the uh, the the choreography and the cinematography. Uh, tons of obviously effort got into it. Very cool. I'll give up. Like I'll give it his props for it. Not my taste. Didn't enjoy the movie that much, but the cinematography. Yeah, I stand out. Pretty impressive. The second is sharper because I think the cinema again not really you know whatever you think of the movie the cinematography was the standout it was the bit that like I, I remembered and took away and I was impressed by watching it <sighs> unfortunately the third is leave the world behind <laughs> uh, for the same reason but I don't expect that to win because no matter how good your cinematography is when your movie is that half-arsed or, or you know the writing is that poor the story is so lacking that it doesn't matter just cinematography is just secondary so yeah there's my three what you got I've got across the spider verse you know I didn't even think of that um, as number th- so yeah I've got, Christ it was, I mean it was insane Christ of you know, course <laughs> it was it, it was absolutely insane um, none of ours are the same here um, so yeah so I've got across the spider verse it was just magical to look at it was magical to listen to um I don't yeah I don't expect it to win this category as well as best soundtrack but that was my um, it was strong for me it was straight in um, 
despite not being the strongest. Um, number two, I've got Saltburn. Um, the yeah, that is a very good shout. Purely for a couple of those, you know, scenes where, you know, you've got that scene with the maze. Mm. Um, you've got the, the, the one over the lake. You've got the one in the lake and things like that. Yeah. And, and and it was just, and 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 it was the first thing I, I noticed when the film started. What you know, when the camera's like almost nervously following the character into Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. give that illusion yeah. that that character's, you know, you know, it was just I thought it was very, very good. And it was, it was the used first that thing specifically noticed. throughout, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and number one, I think I've got. Well, I would say that the cinematography kings uh, in Boiling Point. So, um, that, yeah. The whole story is built on the way the cinematography makes you feel in the scene. Yeah. So, so it, for me, it has to be there. Maybe I'm thinking more about the film. That's why it didn't make my list, yeah. that's Maybe I'm thinking more about the film, but it was still there in the series. Like, elements of it were still there, and it still had the same impact in places. Mm. Hence, my nomination for Boiling Point. So, right. we have six completely different nominations. I mean, I'm, the only one I'm actually passionate about is John Wick, or mine. John Wick was was the other one that I was going yeah. to look at, but I'd be willing to give it to either Boiling Point or Saltburn. I think if I was most impressed in Saltburn, the one that probably deserves it the most is Boiling Point. Mm. But again, like how 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 true and technical are we being <coughs> here? Like because I was far more impressed by the cinematography in the movie rather than the TV series. The cinematography, because obviously what they've done with the series is is if they've they've tried to move away from the the, the core slightly. Because probably because they had to, they couldn't make a TV series of just six episodes in the kitchen, or they thought they couldn't do that. Mm. Maybe they could have actually. However, a lot of it was still there. For, like despite losing, I would say the 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 real core of of what they do, it was still there throughout. Yeah, not as consistently, but that's the cinematography in Boiling Point is why I love the film so much, and the mm, fact that it's still there in, in, in touches was why I was like it, they've got a whip like I've, I've it, you know the, the producers of Boiling Point made me feel like this about a no, almost a nothing event yeah like so so well like they made me feel so much I would like it. Boiling Point to get an award let's go Boiling Point Boiling Point there you go best cinematography of 2023 which brings us on to to best actor the big one from tier 2 okay this Best is the big one. Actor. Yeah. Now I'll start because okay. you're struggling, right? Mm, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. My first nomination for Best Actor um, is Barry Keel. Oh. Okay. So I looked at I looked at his performance from Saltburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognised that he's also in Top Boy, mm-hmm. and. This is maybe cheating, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I saw Bad Cheese of Inisherin in January. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it came out late last year, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I only saw it in January. So, so for me, that there, there is a real good body of work there um, from from Barry, and and it topped off by Salt. You know, Saltburn yeah. at the end of the year. It's ex- It's excellent. Yeah, it's he is excellent. Yeah, yeah. and. I cannot wait to see more from him. It, 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 he makes me feel weird watching him, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 he's just ex- He's so, so good. 
So, so good. Um, I've got Cheetah Gatwa as number two. Oh, fuck Yeah. Um, he's the doctor now. Yeah, I know. Um, in Barbie. Really enjoyed Barbie. Um, and, and obviously, like, has, has been on our, on our screens for years as, as, as uh, Eric, as Eric in, in sex education. And I just think, yeah, he, need, he needs his flowers. He's excellent, mm. excellent, um, really entertaining performer. Mm. Like, an extremely entertaining and engaging performer. And, um, yeah, like, I've, I haven't watched Doctor Who in, like, 10 years. And I'm maybe, maybe 12, 13 years. And I'm tempted to tune into the <laughs> Christmas Day episode like. just to watch yeah. it. Like, th- there is a temptation there. Yeah. Um, and number one, I've gone Bella Ramsey. Wow, that's really cool. Okay. Um, because we've got time, season two, mm. as the heroin addict, and we have, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. The last of us. Uh, uh, Joel and Ellie. We've Ellie. got Ellie in, in The Last of Us. And, and, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, Bella Ramsey. As, big y- up, man. Yeah. She I, firmly deserves What a place. year. What a year. Um, what an actor. God damn. Yeah. We, we still... I am still unsure whether Ellie from The Last of Us is very different from the heroin addict in time. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. She's... But but both of those were unbelievably yeah. excellent. Sick. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, she, she was the best part of both of those TV shows, right? Mm. Um, and these are, were both really, really well. Like, one was really good. One was an amazing TV show. So she was the best part of a really good and an amazing TV show. So she was best actor for me. Right. Well. Okay. So my first is Shuti Gatwa. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. So I need to make it clear now. I had to fight tooth and nail to keep Gillian Anderson off this list. Um, she deserves a place, but the thing is, she's established, and she's, I think, had a lot of props in her career. Mm. And she's only really been... <clears throat> Everyone knows she, who she is. She's like... only really had one role this year that like stood out to me, uh, and that was, of course, sex education. Um, but I have a feeling she'll come up again in this conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, Nikita Gatwa for... Um, for Eric mainly I don't really care about Doctor Who but you know like what a year this man has had uh, Barbie as well absolutely Barbie was fun I still I actually retrospectively really liked Barbie <laughs> yeah fair I'll definitely watch it again uh, two is Barry Keegan I can't add anything to what you said uh, Saltburn incredible this dude is like straight up there with Robert Pattinson and the, the likes where you know he's going to pick and choose his movies so or the, the roles that he has so finely, so carefully, and all of them slap, mm. and all of them will slap probably. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to see him in more. Mm. Is what is Barry Keegan, and the third. Now I'd love to have nominated Bella, Bella Ramsey, so I'm really glad that you have because I'm really glad she's on the at very least like the shortlist um, or in our nominations for the, for this category. But my third is Pedro Pascal. Now he dropped off towards the end of the year, but the dude just blew up, didn't he? Like. The Mandalorian, Joel from The Last of Us, like whatever the hell else he's been in, like he's he's great, he's lovable. Is that, yeah, uh, yeah. So I took I took Pedro Pascal off the list for Bella Ramsey. I'm I'm glad because it, for me it was um, like oh yeah. And and 
I, I look, I'm going to give an honourable mention to Lily Gladstone. I think she's winning an Academy Award. I do. I think she deserves I just, it. But I, I think she's winning it. I, I was, I thought her performance was good. I, good. I think she deserved more. Um, yeah. I think she deserved more. But so, so of those, it looks like it's shoot Gatwa. I'd lean towards Barry Keoghan. Mm, yeah. I think um, I would be inclined to because the, the my only issue is you would base it solely you would really base it solely on Saltburn Saltburn yeah where where a shoot has maybe got two really good roles yeah, but, uh, but, but but it was so more of a bit part isn't he? like as but, much as a great as much as he was yeah, a great part because, of the because Top Boy wasn't amazing it was okay but like and, and Barry wasn't in it for very long so he was still really good in that he was though. really good in it yeah <laughs> okay Barry Barry, Barry Keegan. Keegan Barry okay. Keegan um, I, yeah Barry Keegan best actor 2023 there you go and that rounds off tier 2 pretty nicely um, so now we're on to the big the big guns the big, the big dogs ones. Uh, six categories now. Seven. Oh, six categories. Six categories count. with best writer in there as well. Mm. Um, I don't think we should end with best villain. We should start with best villain. Let's start with best villain. Or should we start with best character? What should we end with? <laughs> <laughs> best story. Okay, best story. Right, so best villain. Right. Okay. Um, you go first. I mean, come on. Number one is Joe Goldberg. Just, just original, isn't it? Like just an original, yeah. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> opened up a lot of people's eyes to the entire sort of like cultural obsession with serial killers. Um, yeah, I just think like um, I forgot his name, but yeah, what's that called? Penn Badgley. Mm-hmm. Penn Badgley's entire sort of take on this character was really original, really cool, and. Uh, just kind of like contributed to like the zeitgeist of you know the, the the popular culture of like being into you know true crime and that mm. uh, and it's just original you know I love the the sort of the narration um like the digest narration uh, for like the unreliability the sort of the way he gets you on his side Joe Goldberg um number two is number two is Kenneth Branagh's role in uh Blue Eye Samurai uh Elijah Oh God, Fowler, Elijah Fowler, yeah, what a creepy dude! Nah, uh, just a cool original villain, uh, cool voice, cool part of a cool show. But obviously, without further ado, number one by a long way, the best villain of twenty twenty three for me was Misty Quigley. Like, damn, what a cool character! Like, not even overtly a villain, but like overtly a yeah. villain. You know what I'm saying? Um, just. Yeah, the whole kind of like dark inversion of the uh, of Piggy from um, the Lord of the Flies, uh, just like the sight that the cute like psycho, yeah, Misty Quigley, Yellow Jackets, villain of the year, villain of the year. Um, so she better be on your list. <laughs> she's she's not on my list. Oh, 
<laughs> because that season one Misty Quigley in my opinion yeah season two she was there still she was more of a team player right but but so I've got I've got a good three okay. I would say Jack okay. Black as Bowser number three get out of here yes, please. <laughs> Jack Black absolutely nailed Bowser as a, as a <laughs> he was just yeah, insane yeah. the song yeah, the, the song, Princess yeah, Peach's yeah, song like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I love Jack Black and this is maybe more of a you know, paying homage to him, but like, <clears throat> I just don't think anyone could have done that better. No, yeah, I think but, you're right. You know, it's, right. it's a kids' film. I feel like it's You've the got... actor more than the. Do you know, like Bowser. Well, yeah, Bowser was village. Jack Black. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, you've got a kids' villain. You know, and it's like, oh, you, you, you know, it's that villain like kids have to hate and you know have pinata parties around <laughs> and stuff like that, and 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 you could, you know, you could just see. Jack Black and Bowser, like you could just, but you can. Yeah. Roles are written cast. for him, right? Yeah, Ro- yeah, like yeah. roles are written like that for him, but yeah. it was just, it was just a brilliant. And and again, like I think he was probably the best part of that movie. <laughs> um, so, Josh Hartnett as David Ross in Black Mirror: Beyond the Sea. Beyond the Sea was the wow, astronauts. Wow, that is a good show. Now, for this was that was probably the most horrifying scene for me. It's definitely yeah. Where um, Jesse Plumman? No, oh god, uh, Jesse. Well, he's called Jesse Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Such a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's gone from Aaron. But... Aaron Paul. Yeah. So when you know that scene where Aaron Aaron Paul returns home from being on a mission and his family's being slaughtered. Christ. Christ. Yeah. That the, <clears throat> to me, um, it's tough because it's one episode, it's one act. And uh, but that was like the most horrifying thing of the year. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, fair. and um, it was very memorable to me. I absolutely loved it. Um, and and my <laughs> my top nomination. Um, I really want him to win. Jonathan Majors as David Get, Addison. No, no, no. <laughs> because no. because of what happened afterwards as well. <laughs> The real, he's a real life villain. Ah, <laughs> you're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jonathan Majors. We we cannot, we shouldn't be given probably. We should probably shouldn't be given him airtime. Um, <laughs> but he's an unbelievable actor. Oh, I God. I enjoyed his performance in Creed Three, and he's a real life actual horrible person. That doesn't that that doesn't give villain props of the to, year. Oh Christ! That's, the award. That's so bad. <laughs> Okay, I don't, so I'm I don't not think we're awarded. I, <laughs> I don't think we're awarded Jonathan Majors with doing. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. So, listen, it's between Misty Quigley and the guy from um, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Is that the character or the actor? So the actor's called Josh Hartnett. What's the character called? <clears throat> the character's David Ross. Right. Um, so it's between Misty and David Ross. <clears throat> or that or Jack Black. Nah. Okay. I, I um, think Jack. Because mm, the, the thing is. Bowser's an established villain before. Do you know what I mean? Like, Bowser's not the best villain in the video game. I, mean, I suppose he is, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this I think year, here we're looking at season one Misty versus one episode Josh. So, so we're 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 struggling. Um, I you think know, you know what we've been building all year for it to be to Misty, be Misty. But I'm but I am actually willing to concede her because David Ross was done brilliantly. Yeah. The fact that you don't even know he's going to be a villain until sort of the end. I'll actually give you David Ross. There we go. Josh Hartnett as David Ross. I mean, in how, that Black Mirror episode, Beyond the Sea. We're starting to, to contradict ourselves, though, because we've got Black Mirror listed as, uh, you know, 
nominated for most forgettable, but also well, getting... You do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still on the list, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still one of the six, the, but we've the, also the thing got is, but, but, but this is the problem. This is the problem with Black Mirror, because you've got five standalone... How can, yeah, how yeah, can, yeah. How can it be... It's anthology rather than Do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can... And two of the episodes were, I would say, awful. Yeah. So you've got three left that are good, but they're all, you know, they're standalone episodes, so it's, it's tough for it to be... A memorable piece. Well, that's because... why it was the most forgettable for me. Yeah. Was like, like, um, Joan is awful. I forgot about it until this conversation. Well, the reason I didn't forget about Joan is awful is because I watched Shit's Creek. Ah, um, right, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, like, I'm always to, like, oh, yeah. big up. Um, but just that that scene, that episode, you know, I wasn't sure what I was getting, but it was horrifying. Mm. Proper, proper. You know, the just comes in. He he knows. He knows when he goes back, something's not not going to be right. Yeah. You know the the fact that Josh Hartnett is he's he's allowed Josh Hartnett to like because his family's been killed. He's allowed Josh Hartnett to like spend time with his own family. Yeah, a relationship develops between Josh Hartnett and and Aaron Paul's wife, and it goes on and on and on. And then Aaron Paul's wife almost flips, and it shows loyalty. Yeah, and it ends up in him murdering the family, so they're both alone out in space. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Really well done. Fair enough. And there we are. Villain of the Year, Josh Hartnett as David Ross. Which leads us on... And this is the last... um, This is the last actor-specific. Best character. This isn't an actor at all, though. Well, yeah. Best character. Best character. Um, Go on, you go first. So, I've got Ali Wong... As Amy Amy Lau from Beef, cool. As one of my nominations, she almost made my list. Um, she was very very good, very convincing. Um, in f- either of the top two cast in this probably could have made it for me. Um, obviously Beef, like I I had a problem with like the way Beef ended, but and I, I feel like at times it lost its way. But I, I thought the performances were really. Good. I thought the characters were really really good I thought the performances were really good um, wow okay I've got Matthew McFadden as Tom from Succession no <laughs> I so we have a, had a discussion around like how unlikable the characters are um, and uh, but Tom's character arc in Succession's really entertaining and I really like it and uh, <laughs> it's probably tough for you to comment on that one <laughs> um, and, <laughs> but yeah no Matthew McFadden um, Mr. Darcy is, as some people might know him as um, mm. I, brilliant ex- excellent ex- that the rat the yeah, rat in the family yeah. oh he, he's he's so entertaining and brilliant at it um, you know, really despicable character, but you're rooting for him because the the, the family is also despicable. Um, so you're rooting for the rat. It's, it's, it's great, um, and he actually does end up on top. So, um, I, and then I've gone for Robert J. Oppenheimer. Cillian Murphy is Robert J. Oppenheimer as the character of the year. Wow, <sighs> it was the thing is he wasn't. When I because I know Robert J Oppenheimer is like obviously a real figure, right? But in terms of when I look back on this year and I and I and I picture like 
someone performing in a role or or, or an, you know a character on screen I, I think it is going to be the the Oppenheimer character it's it, it's probably the thing that resonates with me the most fair enough and and it's and that will come down to more historical impacts and and you know the meaning behind the film and the meaning behind the story but um I think the character I think it was just all perfect and it was really it was extremely memorable for me so that's my that's my third nomination there a real person so I understand that yeah I get that mine are a little more loose number one you're going to hate me for this is Misty Quigley (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean it's hard not to except like villain or you know okay I've nominated for villain and character but like the reasons are the same yeah Uh, I just thought this was one of the most uh, believable is maybe the wrong word but like just engaging villains just despicable but understandable but like just characters are perfectly done in in my head um, the other two I'm more passionate about, though, to be totally honest. The first is Elizabeth Catton from Saltburn. <laughs> you are, I knew that was coming in. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> you know, I, really, realistically, I feel like um, Rosamund Pike could have got a nomination for uh, Actor of the Year off this role, but it was the only thing I'd seen her in, so uh, I feel like it's been at least two standout pieces to get Actor of the Year from, uh, from GP. But um, I loved her. She was like such a big part of this movie because like the cat, the size of her character in that mm. movie, like her, her presence. Mm. Uh, God damn, she was cool. Like yeah. she really made that movie for me. Um, believable, detestable, but like you feel so sorry for her. Oh, oh, yeah. And finally, this one won't come as any surprise at all. Jean Milburn from Sex Education. Like, I know most of Sex Education happened before. Mm. This this year before mm. this final season, but she had a big role this year. The, regarding the, I think like she always does the does um, like every year, every like the postnatal stuff. Yeah, I just think she's uh, uh, so the most convincing character I've seen. Like you know, I could have nominated. Say we'd done this for the past three, four years when you know for every year that Sex Education has had a season, um, I would have nominated her every time. Like this is the best character. Yeah, for me, it's Jean Milburn. Mm. So three different ones, six so, individuals. I think um, I think I'm happy for you to take the floor on this one because I, I, for me, I oh I do have an honourable mention. Go on. <laughs> uh, before we even say, so look, I think <laughs> you should not be penalised if you're in if trash is created around you and you still do your best. So Leonardo DiCaprio as Ernest Burkhart is my honourable mention because it was he was very good in that role. You're talking about an actor, not a character. Sorry, Ernest Burkhart, the actual sorry, the actual character of Ernest Burkhart I was really a fan of. You know how conflicted he really? was. Yeah, yes. Nah, yes, it was nah. it was a good character, a really good character. Well I'm glad it's like, honourable mention, not the, actually the a du- you know, you know that dumb um, uh, yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. You know, played the fool, and and he and he was conflicted between money and like love, and like I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant character. I thought it was a I brilliant give, character in a terrible movie. I would give Leo the props from bringing that character to life, rather than the character being well written or believable. Or, you know, a, a, an interesting character. He, pay, I'll give it you as honorable mention, but he pales in comparison to all six that we've mentioned. 
as actual nominations. No, yeah, of course. That's why it's an honourable mention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, I, that's the one part of that awful film I enjoyed. Just, just Ernest Burkhart. I'm going to leave the floor with you. I think, I think it should be Gillian Anderson here. It's not. You keep naming actors. Sorry. This it's, is not it actually be, his character um, of the year, be and it's Gene Milburn. Milburn. Yeah. I think it has to be. I'm too passionate about it to, to, to let that one slide. So. Where are we now? We've got four left. We have best TV series, best movie, best story, best writer. Not in those are, uh, that order. Should we start with best writer? Because I feel like the final three are the big three. The real. Big okay. Three. Yep. I'll let you let you go ahead. Um. I think this. So I have. I'll start with a standout nomination. I, I think it has to be Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson has produced a lot of really good work this year, and. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, happy to give him the recognition. I mean, look, he's he's done he's done great some great short stories. He's maybe found his calling in short stories. Um, and Asteroid City was all right. We have our issues with Asteroid City, but it was okay. It was good. It wasn't you know it wasn't anything special, but it was it was it was a it was okay. It was okay. Um, second, I've gone Michael Green. Um, who wrote Blue Eye Samurai? Nice, because the the level of detail and research that must have gone into creating that story is mind blowing. You know, this is this is a story. F- this is this bit of writing is literally taken from history three hundred years ago. Yeah, like some niche part of history three hundred years ago, and he's created an encapsul- encapsulated adult animation from it. Um. Amazing, absolutely amazing, and you're going to hate this one. Um, Christopher Nolan's number three. He's not. You see, you've named two directors. He 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 adapted the screen. He adapted what the American for, Prometheus. Yeah, 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 yeah. to the script. script. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's obviously very hard to do a three-hour three-hour. Ad, uh, you know, it's obviously th- really difficult to do a three-hour piece of work, but. He's the only one this year that seems to have achieved it. Mm. And he's my third. Mm. I do have an honourable mention for um, Alice Oseman, who wrote Heartstopper. <laughs> because if you remember, if you remember, you had you had a bit of a realization through, through during yeah, the podcast I know, I know, I know, I that know. the work she has actually put into this creating the show. You know, there was a, again. There was a lot of history involved. There was, you, you know, the cinematography. I should, probably should have nominated Hartsover for cinematography, um, but I don't know. I thought it was an impressive piece of work this year. So, but she's just an honourable mention. So I, I, I'm really looking at Wes Anderson and Michael Green here. Um, I just thought I'd mention Christopher Nolan because it's there's been a lot of three-hour movies this year, and a lot of three-hour stories and. Oppenheimer seems to be the only one that actually stands up. Your three? So I've cheated a little bit, but I guess so have you by naming these directors. <laughs> um, I'll start. So my first one is uh, Akiva Goldsman, who wrote The Crowded Room. However, she wrote the novel, not the TV series. So I can't really nominate her. 
I've realised it's a cheat and it doesn't work because I don't even think it was written in 2023. <laughs> um, so we'll, I'll let that one slide, but that's my first. My second is Laurie Nunn. The creator, the writer, you know, what the head of the team of writers behind Sex Education. Mm-hmm. I I just don't I just don't, I can't fathom writing something this this well, uh, bringing this many believable characters to life. Like this is such an incredible creation, Laurie Nunn, for sure. And the final is also maybe a little bit of a cheat. It's Barry Meyer for writing Painkiller. Now <sighs> he wrote the source material rather than actually writing the script. Uh, yeah, and and this is why Wes Anderson's in mine. And um, the reason that right, Wes Anderson wouldn't be in mine is that okay, he wrote the script, but like all like you know the the anthology series he did was rolled out, mm. and I guess and he did write Asteroid City. Fair enough, but I guess you know I guess in the same way that I've named Akiva Goldsman, like you know you might as well have named Rolled Out. It doesn't you know. I almost did name Roald Dahl. Yeah, but you can't you can't name his writer of the year twenty twenty three, can you? Like, <laughs> I almost did name Roald Dahl. The writer so. one's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, I feel like next year we need to pay more attention during our our regular scheduled episodes to give writers props to talk about writers and not focus so much on actors and directors. Because um, of course that's where the true storytelling is. That's where the storytelling art comes from. Is is writing everything else is bringing it to life, uh, which although no less relevant writing is probably the purest form of storytelling um, I'd want to give it to Laurie Nunn how do you feel? <clears throat> um, it's none or green for me um, I think the world created by none yeah. warrants the award so there you go Laurie Nunn is best writer for TV at 2023 for the screen I guess so we're really on to the big, big, big awards now. Big three, now. yeah. Don't know how long we've been going, but... Shall we start with Best TV Series? Best TV Series. On you go. Beef. Number one. Just so original. Uh, I think for me, like what made this the Best TV Series is... Uh, I hadn't seen anything like it before. I was consistently entertained. The soundtrack was great. The acting was great. The characters were really cool. There's different like offshooting stories were all entertaining, and the conciseness is that a word? <laughs> how concise the inciting incident was. This TV series brought attention to how important that writing concept is. Mm. Like the inciting incident, why you're watching it in the first place, what the underlying story is. I mean, right? Not like a lot of novelists could probably take note from this. Yeah. Um, and even if it does sort of trail off in the end, the inciting incident was so powerful that, that it's earned beef a place as the best te- one of the best TV series of, the, uh, of this year. Number two is Yellow Jackets, season two, or season three, whichever one. Was, season one, two, whichever one came out in twenty twenty three. It's just the one I enjoyed the most, probably. Yeah, like I, I was completely taken aback by Yellow Jackets because I didn't know what it was going to be and when I sat down to watch it this year I was completely captivated and did the whole thing in like a week and a half or so and like it was crazy mm. probably less than that <clears throat> the final and I think this deserves the award is The Last of Us I mean I've never seen a video game adaptation done so well mm. this was incredible this was HBO doing what HBO does best like hard hitting big budget just incredibly entertaining 
all the CGI, all the cinematography, all the acting, all the names, Bella Ramsey bringing Ellie to life like that. Like, God damn, this was cool. Mm. It brought life to a, a story I knew really well. Mm. The story is absolutely incredible. The Last of Us season two. Mm. No, Interesting. Season two sorry, The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Um, okay, so we've got some... Uh, we've got some differences here so the first one I'm going to nominate is Happy Valley season 3 wow okay um, I remember so so funnily enough Happy Valley season 3 was our first podcast um, and I didn't like the ending mm. however I know I I objectively remember enjoying the series yeah Um and, and and enjoying series three the most until the ending. So, for that and 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 complete you know this is this has been an amazing amazing series over the last few years. So I, it just had to go in there for me. Um, number the second series I'm nominating is Blue Eye Samurai. Um, what can I say about Blue Eye Samurai other than? You know, it's it's probably the first adult animation I've watched, other than you know, other than Family Guy. You know, your classics, your Archers, your South Parks, and it and it was really hard hitting and and gritty, and it was I just loved it. Yeah, I loved I loved that TV series, um, and I look forward to watching more in, in you know in a similar genre. I've never, you know, I've never entered that sphere before, yeah. so really really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, my, my, my top nomination is The Last of Us. Um, Oof, really? And uh, it it was perfect. I'm really glad that Blue Eye Sunrise made the list because it was it, I really wanted it to make mine and I had to wrestle with that. Um, Last of Us. I'm surprised Happy Valley didn't make yours. Beef, I, I thought Beef for both of us. You hated the start of Beef. Did I? I, I, you, I, I remember you saying that you didn't like the st- how it started. Not not the initial incident, but like the uh, episode three or four, you you were wavering a little bit with that when like, we were having a conversation. That. It's a long time ago, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad. Look, I'm I'm glad. That I like the collection of nominations we have there. Yeah, I, like I I would I'd be happy with almost any of them winning, um, but I think the last of us by default, uh, and I guess in a way it was always going to. I think um, this was the series that when we watched it. Oh yeah. I knew it was going to win. <laughs> yeah, we watched it together, didn't we? I yeah. knew it was going to win. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. year. I only remember thinking, that's like, we're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and, and I think what we what we both appreciate is Series 2 could will probably be very different. Yeah. Um, if Although we're ba- I'm looking if, forward to it. If still. we're basing that, if we're basing it on the games, Series 2 could, could be very different in yeah. terms of our opinions of it. Here comes Abby. <laughs> So moving on to best movie, um, I guess it's my turn to come to yeah, go, go first. For it. So, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is cool. one of my nominations. It nearly um, made list. I, I, looking back at the so, when we were looking at the list, I realised I really didn't enjoy many. <laughs> yeah, this no, year. that's surprising. I was thinking the same thing. Um, movie was hard. You know, you're looking at films like Napoleon six months ago and thinking, well, that'll be in it. Yeah, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon, that'll be in it. Yeah. And those films are ending up 
the bottom of, yeah. the, of the pile. We've been disappointed by um, a lot, of, especially the big like directors. And I just am, am here and think, okay, so what did I enjoy the most? And and I know you know one of your comments around um, across the Spider Verse was was the fact that they've you know they know what they're doing. They cut the film halfway through. Yeah, they gave us some form of like cliffhanger yeah. because they're like, yeah, come back in two years, yeah, there'll be another yeah, one. Yeah, 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 and yeah. you hated it. And and for me, it was like a. Um, it was like the return of John Cena to, yeah, to a, to a yeah. massive event at the end of a show, and then the lights cut. Back to wrestling, <laughs> yeah, bring a lot back to wrestling. I don't even watch wrestling anymore, but you know, it's like you know, or the return of the Rock, like yeah. after five years out, and then it just, and then every screen cuts to black. That's what the, that's what the ending did for me. The whole film, cinematography, the soundtrack throughout w- was great. You know. It, I, I just enjoyed this so much and mm. we'll watch this repeatedly um, I'm actually I'm surprised that's... I haven't watched it more <laughs> um, <laughs> I need to I tell you I need to rewatch the first one yeah that's, I think it's just I, come on Netflix or something. yeah yeah um, watching them both like one after Ooh. when when the la- next one comes out watching them all th- like yeah, all three yeah, of them yeah. together would be really nice um, Saltburn is, is, is another mm-hmm. uh, option for me um, okay. so so Saltburn was a story that just you know a, a movie that blew blew me out of the water it was it was I just didn't expect in the trailer I didn't really like what I saw necessarily mm-hmm. I was like oh, I'm not sure about this and then but watching the film I, I was just like from start to finish I was like this is awesome <laughs> you know horrible to watch you know horrible to watch in places I've seen techniques on screen I've seen things on screen that I've never seen before in my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we had a, like a category for most uncomfortable scene, this... Wins one, two, two, three, two four, and five. Well, I don't know, because I think Dream Scenario would get it. Without reliving that dream. Oh, that was fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I just think that Saltburn... Like, you know, we, we we were saying, like, this is a year of bad movies. But Saltburn's not best of a bad bunch. Saltburn's very good. Really, really good. Oh, yeah. Saltburn um, would hold its own in a In a, in a, in a, in a, a good year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and But my favourite of the year, and, and, and the film that I'll be like, you know, the 1917 Ilk film. You know, that film where I'm like, oh, what a film that was. Oppenheimer is number God one damn, for me. Not Oppenheimer is number one. Uh, Oppenheimer for me is one of those films where in five years I'll be telling people to watch Oppenheimer. Wow. 1917 I kind of disagree with that but fair. Well, I hear you. disagree. You. Well because one's a war movie and one's more of a political in, biopic. In ter- no but I, I don't mean in terms of like similarities. Oh sorry you mean, I mean in terms, in terms of, of like if, I, if someone that. goes to me oh name like five great films 1917's in there. Have you watched 1917 since we saw it? I can't it watch in, it again. In 20, was it 2019 we watched watch it? <laughs> in the cinema, you and I. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> and you turned to me about five minutes in and went, oh my God. <laughs> the the, the thing is, it. I still remember what happens in 1917. Yeah. I, do you know, I almost went to watch it again the other week and I was like, do I want to cry here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I want to watch a film that's just going to make me feel terrible yeah. about myself? It is... Oh, 1917 is just, it's stunning. 
I'm going to be talking... I think I'll talk about Oppenheimer like that in a few years. And also, I'm more willing to watch Oppenheimer because I won't feel as awful while I'm watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it was and, a big movie. And, and like I said, looking back, how many three-hour films have we watched this year? And so many of them have been horrific. So boring. Yeah. This one... Was not. Was really good, really engaging, and I, I, I have to take it away as, as movie of the year. I'll give it. I'll give it you. Um, so your nominations were Oppenheimer, Across the Spider Verse, and Saltburn. And Saltburn. I'm happy with our six then because why am I different? My first one is Dream Scenario. Now I don't think it's going to get movie of the year, but it was such a cool story. It was such a cool idea, and I think it really suited Nicolas Cage. Uh, like the actor suited the character the character suited the movie the actor suited the movie all the rest like cool story cool idea completely original didn't go where I was expecting it to one of the few movies that looking back over the list this year I can remember enjoying in the cinema the second now this one will come as a surprise to you I think the second one my second nomination for movie of the year you can't even believe yourself you're saying it I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> is The Hunger Games the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes I've That's said, not a surprise, really. You, you really, really liked it. I really liked it. But it was, I was surprised that I really liked it, is what I'm saying. I've seen it twice now. Um, really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't really know why. Uh, because I'm not a really Hunger Games fan. Mm. I just thought the traditional three-act structure, the uh, the arc that Snow has. On the second watch, I, I noticed a lot of details that I'd missed the first time and really brought the stories t- together. Uh, just a big intelligent story just a really cool like villain origin story I guess and actually thinking about it maybe I should have nominated Snow for Villain of the Year but mm. nah like that's a bit bait um, although Lily Gray what a character certainly should have been on the nominations for Best Character of the Year for me actually I think um, was incredible mm. But just such, I guess maybe not a, a little bit. Mm, no, no, I'm sticking with it. She should have been on the list. <laughs> My final one, this won't be a surprise, and it wins by default. It's Saltburn. Just, I mean, like, come on. Like, what? I, mean, I, I haven't, yeah. As, we, as you said, it would hold its own in a better year of movies, mm. in, in a year of very good movies. It would stand up against Parasite in 1917 and in, in, yeah. uh, in 2019 when those came out. Um, just what a movie. Yeah, and um, I I think as well like we weren't gonna do it. We weren't gonna do it. So Molly May was right. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Molly May did say this was the best film of the Big year. Up Molly I'd, May. I'd love to see Salt her, her cat- catalog of films that she's seen this year. Yeah, yeah. When she says best uh, best movie I've watched this year, it's like of two. Anyway, Saltburn, uh, best go. movie twenty twenty three. And finally... The final category. The most important category. This is Green Prince, exploring modern storytelling. Best story. Of the year. Do you want me to go first or she? I'm nervous. I think... I'll do it. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I've got the crowded room. Uh, just wasn't expecting it. it. Took me by surprise. Really enjoyed watching the TV series. And I, I like... The story doesn't go where you think it's going to go. There's twists. Um they're well executed it's emotional it's a courtroom drama which I love it's a bit there's a, the element of historical sort of drama um, historical 
uh, not learning, but you know, like you teaching you about attitudes towards mental health mm-hmm. in the fifties, sixties, seventies, whenever the hell it was set. It set like, it wasn't. I remember we had 70s. this conversation in the eighties in the end, and I was like, oh my god, I was, it was out like about late sixties, like seventies. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, the crowded room is my first nomination. The second is Blue Eye Samurai. Because it's just such a classic story structure, like it, like it's a, like the revenge tale, mm. the the girl masquerading as a guy because of the attitudes of contemporary of like contemporary time. Yeah, perfect, like incredible. Really, really enjoyed Blue Eye Samurai for all the reasons that you nominated it for um, best TV series of the year, mm. and I'm glad it made that uh, category as well. The final one though, and I think this is my my the one that I, you know I want to win, is Painkiller. Again, it's got that you know historical uh, drama sort of lesson vibe to it, where like it's actually teaching me about a, a crisis that genuinely happened, and I you know I didn't. It's kind of like went under the radar, um, but told in such an engaging, effective way. Characters that you really care about, <clears throat> real tragedies, mm. painkiller. What a story, mm. man! So, what are your three? Crowded room, blue eye samurai, painkiller. That's a solid three. Mm. What you got? So, my first nomination for best story of the year is Dream Scenario. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Because I believe it is the most unique story that we have come across this year. It is the first ever example of taking someone you know someone one character being in everyone else's dreams like I've never such a cool I've never thought of that as a concept yeah and it was horrifying it was awkward it was you know there were so many really interesting you know he became a celebrity he became proud and then it ruined his life yeah and there were just so many interesting elements about this and and again it's, it's another movie here that just you you maybe look at the trailer and you think ah maybe mm. it was awesome it, it was, was. It, the story was really really interesting um and i'm actually i'm really interested you nominated nominated it for for movie of the year but it was almost for this you know similar reasons mm. that i've said it's the best story so <clears throat> that's that's my first nomination my second is yellow jackets i'm shocked that you didn't wow. nominate it so for the reason I didn't nominate Yellow Jackets for best season and some of the others, I I, I think object I think season two is worse than season well, one. That's why I didn't make quite significantly. Yeah. yeah, but the story is. Well, it was the story that I found worse. That I thought was worse. It kind of spiraled out a little bit towards the end. I, I I think what Yellow Jackets have done with their story, um, for me, made it worthy of a nomination. Um, well, I'm glad it's on that and, list. And, sure. and it's. Because it is, it is, it's a really engaging story, and for me, like, you know, they've lost their way slightly, but I think they'll break. I think they'll be able to like, tie it back three, in yeah. season three. Um, there's places to go with it, um, but the winner. Wow! Really? <laughs> um, and I don't think it's that much of a surprise. Is Blue Eye Samurai? God damn! We've got an animated movie as oh, a TV series is the best story. I, of I, I, story, right? Yeah. You, this right, so this just writer, easy, isn't it? So classic. It, it's classic, but it's embedded in effort. Mm. Yeah. Three. I mean, a three hundred year old story. 
kind of just displayed James Cobell novel for God's <laughs> like <laughs> displayed like the, the way it was the way it's the way it was done yeah um, the dialogue the, you know the, the cast behind that okay that's 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 separate the story of Blue Eye Samurai is so engaging yeah so so engaging I watched this in a day this whole thing in a day yeah and and I, I think I was about two or three. I don't maybe. think you know, and and it's not like you know animation and all oh, twenty minute episodes. These are forty five minute episodes to an hour. Everything it's it's the most impressive animation I've ever seen. Wow, I will I'll give it you like I remember looking forward to getting home to watching it to get like oh, I can't get wait to get through another couple of episodes. I have a feeling there's way there's so much more to explore in this genre. In terms of like, but it is the story though. Do you know what I mean? It's the story, and I, I like. Maybe. Don't wrong. I loved like the Last Airbender and that, and I feel like I should give like this. We're gonna call it a genre, but yeah, I guess yeah. it's more medium. Yeah, yeah. Um, more time, more attention, because I'm obviously missing out on some stuff. But it's the simplicity of the story. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was perfect. That YA like revenge tale vibe, just perfect. Yeah, and it's so fitting. But the best star of the year is also our most listened to episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. Happy New Year. Thank you for sticking with us a full year. Um, as if we've been doing this a year. Yeah. That's madness. Uh, it's gone quickly. Yeah. We're going to take has. a few weeks off because it's <clears throat> Christmas and New Year and all of that. And we're all... We're actually not. By the time this episode releases, we're, we'll be back a week after. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, so, yeah. we'll see we you next are going to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a break. We'll see you soon. Peace. Love.